All right, here we go. Um, there's a place in the Bible that uh, talks about a person being closed in and not being able to go where they want. It talks about um, being restricted, uh, being held back, um, eating food that is not necessarily uh, to their pleasure, uh, and not being able to see people they want to. And this, the setting actually is a jail, um, a prison cell. And, and the person who's there is Paul, the Apostle Paul. And he writes a letter. And the reason he writes a letter is because a certain church has sent him money. And the reason they sent him money uh, is so that he could do prison ministry. So while he's in the prison, while he's in the jail, he could do ministry. And so this church sends him some money and he receives the money. And so he feels like he has to write a letter to this church. Now the church is a group of believers in a place called Philippi. So today we're in the book of <laughs> Philippians and the chapter is chapter four. So Philippians chapter four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And again, as, as uh, Jan has mentioned, there's a song about this that goes. And we used to sing it at camp all the time and in various times there in the uh, church for the youth or even with the adults. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And Paul is writing this to the church as he's in prison. So what in the world is he talking about, this thing about rejoicing? Well, now a little bit later, there is a, a verse 10. And again, Paul writes, I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Again, Paul is talking about rejoicing in the Lord. And now at last you have, re you have revived your concern for me. So he's, he's telling the church members, I received the money you gave, that you sent. Um, I'm still here in prison and I rejoice and I, I recognize that you have concern for me. And then he says, indeed, you were concerned for me, but you had no opportunity to show it. In other words, I know that you love me. I know that you take care of me. I know that you wanted me to be out of prison. I know that you wanted me to be there in your presence, in your presence to, to preach, to uphold, to edify the Lord. And he says, but I also know that you didn't have any way to get it to me. You didn't have any way to come and see me here in prison. But you did send me the money, and I received that. And I want you to know that uh, I'm glad not to see the money, but I'm glad to see something from you, that I'm reminded of your presence in the body of Christ. And Paul even clarified more. He says, not that I am referring to needing anything, for I have learned. And, and this is important because Paul isn't, this isn't something that's innate. This isn't something that is just there. He says, I have learned. So Paul has learned something in the course of time. So he says, I have learned to be content. And that's a big word, content. Um, I know there, we, we, we think that being content means that I have five cars and, <laughs> and that I have um, two homes, one in the city that's a mansion and one at the beach that is right there in the ocean. And content means that I have everything I could possibly want. And that's usually how we understand content. Now, Paul says a little bit different. So we, we have rejoicing and him, Paul saying, I'm content. 
I have learned to be content with whatever I have. So Paul says, I'm going to be content with whatever I have. Whatever, wherever, whoever, what, you know, anything, all things, I'm going to be content. So he goes ahead and talks about this for a while, explaining, not that I'm referring to being a need. In other words, now don't get me wrong. Don't think that I need something. But I have learned to be there and content even when I have little. So I have just a little bit. I am um, brought low. I'm humbled because of how little I have. Um, I am put down. I am put to a lower rank. I am ostracized from the others. I am feeling like I am just nothing. That's what it is to have little. And in Greek, little doesn't mean I have just a little money or I have a little substance. It means that I actually have been brought low. I have been humiliated. And I have a need for a change. But Paul says, I know what it is to have little. Paul says, I know what it is to have little. And I know what it is to have plenty. Now, plenty for Paul means that he has an abundance. He has an overflowing amount that he has not only a handful, but a heaping handful. And again, it's not necessarily the substance, the cash, the money, the things that he has. Instead, it is, I am recognized as being somebody important sometimes. Churches actually want me to come and talk and preach to them. Or people actually respond to what I say. I am exceeding what I expected. I have an overflowing abundance. I have much. I have more than enough I could even imagine. And one of the things Paul one of the things Paul's talking about is little and and being pushed aside, being low, being humili humiliated versus having abundance and recognized and held up and having the abundance overflowing. Those are seem like two extremes. And Paul says I can be content here, and I can be content here. I have been both. And both of them have their problems. No, no things happening over here, and everything happening over here. The empty hands over here, the full overflowing hands over here. And so Paul's saying, I don't care if it's little or abundant. I don't care if it's a little or a lot. I have been content. I have learned to be content no matter what. And then he says, I have learned that in any and all circumstances, in any and all circumstances, all situations, all circumstances, no matter what, any and all, I have learned the secret that if I'm well fed, in other words, I eat and I eat, I have all kinds of food, I have a variety of foods, I have well prepared foods, I am absolutely full. I have enough to eat. Anytime, all the time. And it's good food. Or, I have learned that if I am going hungry. So, Paul says, I might eat a lot, or I might be hungry. I might be empty. I might desire earnestly something. Something. I want, I hunger for that. Versus, I already have it. I'm full. And again, it may or may not be food. In terms of his example, Paul is talking about food, eating. I might be hungry, or I might be starving. And either way, I'm content. And he says, it doesn't matter. 
any and all circumstances, I might be well-fed or I might be hungry. I'm content. So we go ahead and Paul says, you know, even in any and all circumstances, I might have plenty or I might be in need. Again, same understanding. I might have plenty, lots and abundance and overflowing, or I might be in need. I don't have and I might want. But both extremes again, Paul's saying, I've learned in any and all, whether I'm hungry or full, whether I am needing something or I have plenty of something, I've learned. And then a very famous verse, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, or in, in King James, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now we have a, an interesting thing going on here. Paul has these two, hand, two, two different things going on that we see several places in this particular area of Philippians 4. And, and the, the understanding that I might be abased, I might be having little, or I might be having much, or the understanding that I might be fed well and full versus I might be hungry and starving, or the understanding of being empty or being full, my hand being empty versus my hand being full to overflowing. So, question, have, have we ever felt, you know, like, like we were having nothing, that, that we were lacking, that we were deficient, uh, or we were falling behind? Again, you know, the, the picture in Greek is a race and, and we're left behind, everybody else is ahead. And, and that's being deficient, that's being left behind, that, that's being um, alone. Have we suffered that way is, is part of the, the Greek understanding. Versus, have we been not only ahead or with the group that is in the front, not only have we been accepted and pulled and encouraged on, but we're, we're doing it even better than everybody else. And again, those two extremes. And both of them have their problems. Sometimes we get the idea that to be ahead of everybody else, again, is the mansion, is the car, or multiple cars, and the money. The recognition in public. And, and to be having little, or deficient, or behind everybody else, means isolation and aloneness, and an outcast. And you know, sometimes we're, we're both. Sometimes in some situations, circumstances, we feel this way, and in another circumstance in this setting, we feel this way. And Paul's word to us, again, very explicitly, everywhere, in all things, for everything that happens, everything, whatever happens, in any and all circumstances, any and all situations, no matter what happens, I am happy because I've learned to be happy. I am content because I have learned to be content. Basically, it's in that which I am, I am content. In that which I am, I am in content. Or, I want what I have. No matter what I have, that's what I want. Lunch, lunch that I can just eat at any time, eating in full habit. What I have, I'm happy. What I have is what I want. Or absence of food, complete absence and being hungry, being isolated or the last. I want that and I'm content, I'm happy. 
I'm happy to be last, I'm happy to be first. It does not matter. And this is a concept that is foreign to us. But this is exactly what Paul is teaching. This is exactly what he is, he is writing to other Christians, to brothers and sisters in the Lord at Philippi. In fact, he says, I have learned to be full of vigor. I have learned to be full of energy and liveliness. I have learned to be completely healthy and have healthy thoughts and healthy attitudes and healthy relationships. And Paul says, I'm able to be strong. I'm able to have power. I'm able to prevail. I have strength, no matter what. No matter this side or this side, I prevail. No matter this side or this side, I have vigor and energy and life. I have joy. I have joyousness. I can rejoice. I have content. I have peace. And then the, the last sentence in 13, verse 13. In the King James, again, it is Christ. It is Christ. Mm -hmm. In the Greek, it has, it's the who. It's the who. The understanding is that there's a reflective under, under a, there's a reflection of Jesus Christ being the who. God is the who. It is God who provides in all ways. Now we sometimes interpret this that I can attack something or I can want to do something really, really bad and God's going to make sure that I succeed. <coughs> I, can, I can lift 250 pounds just easy. And we say, well, because this, the scripture says that. No matter what I want, I get it because of that's not what it says. What it says is, this side or this side, either side, I'm content with. This side or this side, I have the strength, the power, the peace because of Jesus Christ. It's not talking about if I want it, I get it because Jesus said so. It's not that. It is, doesn't matter where I am, what's going on, what the situation is, who's around me, what they're doing, or what I'm experiencing. Jesus gives me the strength, the life, the energy, the abundance of joy, the abundance of being at peace. Or more specifically, it is Jesus who fills me with the increase. It is Jesus who enables me to empower me, to give me the ability, to give me the strength, and how close this sounds to workings of the Holy Spirit. Because in Holy Spirit, we have the power, the strength given by the Father through Jesus Christ, the Son. It is an interesting comment then. Because of Christ, I am strengthened because he strengthens me. To understand that no matter what, which side, a lot or none, absolutely being included versus not included at all, being the very last and put low. That God gives me the strength. He enables me to be joyous. He enables me to have happiness and move right on. Now, it sounds familiar with us today, and we can touch some of these things very uh, closely to our heart today. Whether they be broken relationships, whether it be isolation and being apart from the body or from family 
or from friends. Whether it's that or the fact that we think we have everything, both ways we understand that either one, I am content. Either one, Jesus Christ, makes it possible for me to endure, to prevail, and to be enabled. Ah, let us pray. God, you give us life in strange ways. Sometimes, Lord, it seems like uh, we're alone, we're separate, we're isolated and put aside. Other times, Lord, it, it feels like there's all this abundance and over this overflowing and, and far more exceeding than what we ever expected. Lord, help us understand to be joyous, to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And Lord, to be content because we are in your hands, we're in your control, not ours. Lord, no matter what the circumstance, the situation, where we are, anywhere, everywhere, all the time, we can say, ah, Jesus, because of you, we will overcome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.